0: When my father turned his back, I gently opened the attic door. Looking back, he hadn't noticed, I walked away. Good. Tiptoeing up the narrow attic steps, I pulled the door closed behind me. If Grandpa kept hidden treasures anywhere in this old house, it would be in the creepy, dusty attic. Searching around for the light, I found the cord and pulled down on it. Light illuminated the musty room. Surprisingly to me, the attic didn't have much junk in it. A flicker of disappointment washed over me, but then, in the furthest corner, almost out of reach from the light, sat a big, military-style trunk. Our last name stamped on the side of it. When I reached for the clasp, a shock ran through my fingertips. That was odd. Pulling the top open, a waft of moldy air blew in my face. Inside the trunk, there was another box. As my skin grazed it, I noticed something tightly coiled around the book. The material resembled some type of leather and it encased the entire book as if keeping something in or keeping people out. Finding a pair of shears nearby, I worked hard to cut the cord from the book. It took me longer than expected, the leather still feeling brand new. As I cracked open the spine, Thin, almost decaying pages filled the book. On the first page, a scribbled word appeared, but it wasn't English. I had no idea what it said. I felt around in my pocket for my cell phone, but quickly realized I left it downstairs. Flipping the page gently, I came upon a strange drawing. It depicted a skeleton draped in robes. It looked as if it were dancing on top of people. Weird. Under the drawing, the words "ego voco super mortio" were printed. As I spoke the words aloud, the light bulb burst into pieces. What the hell? Now completely shrouded in darkness, I tried to feel my way along the wall to the attic door. My hand brushed something cold and hard. Fear rose into my throat. I swallowed nervously. A feeling of dread crept into my stomach, and then. Bony hands snaked around my mouth, stifling my silent scream.
1: Welcome to the House of Hair.
0: <laughs> Hello. I'm Heather Harris.
1: And I'm James Danger Harris.
0: And together we are the House of Harris podcast.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm going to need you to stop saying that in the intro. No. There is nothing dangerous about you. You are the least dangerous person in the world. <laughs>
1: Super dangerous. Thank you. You are not. Please give me
0: an example of how you're dangerous.
1: How was your week? How was your week, Heather?
0: It was okay. That's
1: not an exciting answer.
0: It was fun. How was your week, James Danger Harris?
1: Dangerous. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't.
0: You worked a lot.
1: I did work a lot.
0: And left me home with your toddler.
1: This week, we're finally leaving Baltimore to do a story far from here.
0: Where's that?
1: Hell. I mean, Bohemian.
0: Isn't Bottomer kind of like hell?
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Sorry. Uh, what comes to mind when I say creepy old books? Necronomicon? The Voynich Manuscript? Twilight?
0: Oh, no. <laughs> Do not jab Twilight. The Book of the Dead.
1: I've never wanted a human's blood so much in my life.
0: Stop imitating Twilight. I trust you. You're not funny. <laughs> That's a sacred book.
1: No, it's not. Actually, we are going to be talking about the Codex Gigas, or Devil's Bible, the world's largest medieval illuminated manuscript. Codex Gigas literally translates to giant book, but that doesn't sound nearly as exciting, does it? Not at all. It was written in the early 13th century in the Benedictine monastery of, let me not try to butcher this, Podlazisk.
0: Probably said it better than I would.
1: Podlazis. Podlazis. Most likely by a single monk. It's just going to be downhill from here. I know. (laughs) The three foot tall book contains the entire Vulgate Latin Bible. Antiquities and the Jewish War by Josephus. You know who Josephus is,
0: right? Oh yeah, I know him.
1: Your friend Josephus. Yeah. He came over that one day. Hebrew alphabets and other documents, including a calendar and spells for exorcism. Ooh. It weighs 165 pounds and takes two people to move. Damn. That's a big book.
0: That's a really big book. Wow.
1: It's... Hold on. This Yeah. Okay.
0: Try not to to molest the microphone.
1: No, not molest... Uh... It's been estimated that it took more than 160 animal skins to make its pages. Sorry, animal lovers.
0: Yeah, that doesn't, that's not cool.
1: Then again, if you're not an animal lover, you probably suck as a person, so don't listen to our podcast. It's not for shitty people. (laughs) It currently contains 310 pages. 10 of the original 320 pages have gone missing for unknown reasons. Um, The manuscript includes illuminations in red, blue, yellow, green, and gold ink believed to be made from crushed insects. So, like, the Egyptians did it. Interesting. Um, The writing style throughout the Codex Gigas is surprisingly consistent, not showing any of the signs of the writer's penmanship aging over time, which lends to tales of it being written in a short period of time. How would he have done that? I'm getting to it. Oh. By most estimations, the amount of time put into the writings and illustrations likely took their creator 20 to 30 years of diligent work.
0: Wow. Possibly
1: a lifetime of effort.
0: Obviously, because they didn't live very long back then.
1: (laughs) But some claim this is not the case. See, I'm getting to what you're saying. It has been said that the Codex Gigas was written in one night by an unknown monk. After breaking his monastic vows, he was sentenced to be walled up alive.
0: Just like Elizabeth Bathory.
1: Right. In that Edgar Allan Poe story, right?
0: He was underneath the floorboards.
1: No, no, no. It's, um, Casca Yeah, I don't remember what it's called. You should know that. I know. In a fit of desperation, he made a promise that he would write a book containing all human knowledge in one night. Hmm. I guess that's enough to get you out of being walled up alive. Yeah. Um, After realizing he couldn't complete the task, he made a pact with the devil himself to complete his work. And now we get to the reason why it's called the Devil's Bible. Um, Right in the center of the book is the largest medieval illustration of the devil, and he's an ugly motherfucker too.
0: What does he look like?
1: According to ancientorigins.net, see I'm citing my sources now. Thank you. Uh, The devil is depicted as a large, monstrous figure taking up the entirety of hell. He is drawn with large claws at the tips of outstretched arms, red-tipped horns, small red eyes, a green head, and two long red tongues. He is shown crouching between two large towers and is wearing an ermine loincloth.
0: So he doesn't look like the Tom Ellis Lucifer? Not quite. So
1: disappointing. I'm sorry. This material was usually used by royalty and maybe a nod to the devil as the prince of darkness. Hmm. Even though portraits of the devil were a common occurrence in medieval art, his depiction in the Codex Gigas stands out for presenting him all alone on a large page. So Mm -hmm. he was just like the only thing on that huge page. Does that
0: mean that hell only has the devil?
1: I I don't know. I don't think that's quite the case. I think it's just like he's so big, you know what I mean? Like
0: And so important.
1: To hell, yeah. Yeah. Um, directly across from old scratch. I can't believe I wrote old scratch. (laughs) It's a nickname. I like how you just laugh
0: at your own jokes. It's just I don't know why I'm here. (laughs)
1: Um, directly across, is it really a nickname for the really devil? It really is a nickname for the devil. Like
0: for real? For real. Not that you created it?
1: I did not come up with it.
0: I've never heard that.
1: Directly across from old scratch is a, <laughs> is a drawing of the city of heaven. Oh, so heaven and hell. Exactly. So some have speculated this is to portray the two paths by which you can go in the afterlife. Hmm. Uh, live a good or bad life and these are your outcomes.
0: Sounds about right.
1: Yep. Uh, Now, this one I did come up with. Personally, I think Mr. Horny Two Tongues looks like a partier, so he'd probably be a good time.
0: That's just wrong. I
1: I did come up with that one. (laughs) Over the years, a large black spot has appeared by Lucifer's head bleeding onto the pages around it.
0: A black hole.
1: Lending more to its sinister image. Some have even said it could be cursed. Hmm. Dun, dun, dun the Codex has moved several times since its original monastery was destroyed in the 15th century, handed between at least two other monasteries and taken as a war prize by Sweden after the Thirty Years' War in 1648. Housed in the Swedish Royal Library in Stockholm until a raging fire nearly destroyed it. Only saved by being thrown out of a window, knocking loose some of its pages and injuring a bystander, Maybe they took maybe they took some of the pages.
0: Maybe. They were mad at hit him in the head.
1: Right. Could you imagine a hundred and sixty five pound book flying straight at you? No. And I, I guess I should also mention that its covers are made of wood and have sharp metal embellishments on them. Wow. So that would probably hurt pretty bad. It'd cut you. Yeah. I mean I'd tear some of the pages out of that bitch too. <laughs> it gets worse. <laughs> it gets I worse. bet. In September 2007, Sweden returned the Codex Gigas to its home in Prague on loan until January of 2008 when they took their stolen book the hell back with them because that's how the Swedish roll <laughs> It's back in the oh, that's not done yet. It's back in the Swedish National Library and you can still visit it. However, its bindings have been damaged from being displayed open to the pages containing the devil and the holy city. So it is now displayed closed with an interactive display next to it so you can view its pages, a.k.a. an iPad.
0: (laughs) You know this isn't your own personal comedy sketch, right?
1: Well, it is tonight.
0: Apparently, that's
1: what you think. It's going to be a good episode. Most attribute the author of the Codex Gigas as Herman the Recluse, as his identity has never been uncovered. According to Christianity.com I need to disable my ad blocker to view their site. So I never got further with that line of research. What are you hiding Christianity.com I disable my ad blocker for no site. Unless it's one of those really dirty porn ones that you can't find on the hub. So what do you think about this 800 year old book? is it just a large collection of stuff or the work of the devil himself
0: do you believe that books can hold power
1: absolutely not in the sense that they're magical but when you think about it i mean what is what is the bible that's powerful or the torah or the quran or any any book like that is powerful to, i mean harry potter come on
0: okay so what's the point of this book it just holds stories and tells about the devil in heaven i mean it's a 165 pound book with mm-hmm. however many pages what's the point what does it tell us
1: it's the entire bible
0: oh so it's the entire bible
1: mm-hmm. old testament and new testament that's it and no. then a picture of the devil? Uh, the picture of the devil and then there's other books contained within it and So
0: what do they tell us? Stuff more stuff the history about of God?
1: Jews and other stories and spells and So exorcisms? how did he
0: know all this stuff?
1: Some people believe that the missing pages are um, stories about how to be a monk or possibly alchemy or all kinds of
0: Incantations could Be yeah, spells right. So, do you believe that this book was written in one night? No, so how long do you think it took for them to write it? I think it or him, how it, long it took for him to write it?
1: I think it probably took 30 years.
0: So, do you think that he was walled up and it took him 30 years to write it? Like, how did he survive that?
1: Well, so, um. Benedictine monks are known to be sort of hermits. right? So he probably spent his time alone in a room just writing this book. And So you don't think he was walled up? I don't think he was walled up. I think he self-imposed his isolation. Mm. So the stories that he included were over a span of time that they were released. So it's kind of like The Bible came first or whatever, and then each story came as he learned of it and added it to the collection. I think it was more just spreading knowledge in an interesting way. You know, one huge the largest medieval book. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Do you believe the stories are real inside of it?
1: That's a loaded question.
0: I know it is. That's why I asked it.
1: I do not believe the stories inside of it are real. Because...
0: None of them? Do you think he took the stories that other people have written, i.e. the Bible, the different parts of the, the Old Testament, New Testament, and just wrote it all in the book?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure he was using a copy of the Bible to make his version in the book. I don't I mean, he wasn't write he wasn't writing it verbatim or like Somebody wasn't reading it to him and he was just writing it down. I think it was one of those things where he copied it over. You know what I mean?
0: So if the Bible's been recreated so many times, why is it so hard for you to believe that any of the stories in it could be true? I'm not talking about the whole thing. I just mean...
1: I, I don't necessarily believe that none of it is true. I think that as a whole... It's the thing about the Bible. Okay, so if you really want to get into this, the thing about it is it's all word of mouth, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Anytime you tell a story, it changes over time.
0: True, like the game of telephone.
1: Right. So I think that at some point, a lot there's a lot of truth in mo- in most of the stories. I don't think that they necessarily connect together the way that
0: the writer connected them together.
1: Right and the writer being many writers because each book has its own author Mm -hmm. telling the word of God, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So when you get that many people telling a story and then you try to put it together, I think there's a little bit of... I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm not saying that it's right. I'm just saying that personally, I think that maybe there's more to it than just what's there on the paper do you believe that this book was written in one night with a pact to the devil hmm
0: it doesn't really seem feasible that somebody could write a book in one night unless there's some type of magic behind it i.e the pact with the devil right yeah no nah, i don't really think so
1: you don't believe in packs with the devil
0: oh no i believe in pacts with the devil i believe people make those all the time
1: but do you do you think that they are real or <laughs> mm-hmm. do you think it's it's all selling your soul to get something and it's all in someone's head and
0: Yeah, I'm not really sh- I don't think it's real. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, I believe in heaven and hell and I believe in all that stuff, so I I guess I part of me does believe that it could be real, but this book I mean, if he made a pact with the devil to write it, wh- I don't understand what the point would be. It's not like the devil has some type of power over the book. I mean, I know you said there's pages that are missing, but it's not like it's a spell book or it's a book that's going to bring about the end of the world.
1: You would think that if you wrote a book Mm -hmm. under the devil's spell, yes, it probably wouldn't be the Bible, right?
0: Correct. It would be something magical, incantations, uh, Evil. Evil things. Yeah, I don't think the devil really cares about the Bible.
1: It would be something promoting him as exactly. The Lord or whatever. You exactly. Want
0: to yeah. So I, I'm not really sure that the guy made a pact with the devil, and that's what came from it. Right.
1: Our resident theology expert Dan Miller, because we have one of those now because we're a legitimate podcast, wanted me to remind people that when it comes to Satan Satan exists because God allows him to exist the notion of a monk praying to Lucifer would be pretty far out since the devil still works for God
0: do you want to know what the oldest printed book is
1: I can take a pretty good guess
0: but you have known that before you did research for this episode maybe no you didn't
1: I am a learned man Is it the Bible?
0: It's the Gutenberg Bible.
1: The Gutenberg Bible? Yes. Like the guy from um what's that movie? The guy from Police Academy? Shut up. The Steve and... Gutenberg Bible?
0: I looked up what the most printed book in history was.
1: Also the Bible.
0: Of course it was the Bible. Uh, the Bible far outsold any other book with a whopping 3.9 billion copies sold over the last 50 years. And then you have quotations from the works of Mao... Mao Tse-Zing. Yeah, how did you know that?
1: Because I, I know who that is.
0: That one came in second with 820 million copies sold. And do you want to guess what the third one Twilight. was? Twilight. No. It was not Twilight.
1: Harry Potter?
0: Yes, it was Harry Potter. I guess you know everything, don't you?
1: I'm the man.
0: Except you don't.
1: It's not Harry Potter?
0: It is Harry Potter, yes. I got it right? Yeah, you did. You got it right. Um, You're
1: a wizard, Harry. (laughs) This episode was brought to you by paper because we shouldn't need 160 donkeys to make a fucking book.
0: (laughs) That's funny. So that's it for tonight's episode on the Codex Gigas. Do you want to know what next week's episode is going to be about? Maybe a little teaser?
1: Aye, lassie.
0: So I guess you're trying to give it away without actually asking me?
1: What's it about?
0: It's going to be about water creatures.
1: The Loch Ness.
0: Maybe, maybe not. Thanks for tuning in tonight.
1: We'll see you in this life, or the next one. That can be only (laughs) one.
0: And may the force be with you. That has nothing to do with it. I know. I was quoting
1: Highlander. You know Sean Connery?
0: Hi, I'm Heather Harris.
1: James Danger Harris.
0: Stop saying that!
1: But it's my nickname. But
0: you can't, because then I can't, I will laugh. That's not your, who calls you that? I do. Nobody calls you that.
1: But it's going to stick one day.
0: Are you going to do this the right way?
1: Yes, but I'm going to edit it the wrong way.